is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hello to our BU Collective. I am really, really, really happy to have you with me today. Many of you are listening for the first time, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Those of you who are veterans, OGs, as in we've only been doing this four months, but you are the OGs of this group. Thank you for continuing to listen. I genuinely appreciate that you share this with people. I love the messages I'm getting back in our text community. If you're not in that text community, I only send one or two messages out a week, but it's really been a way for us to connect as a group, as a whole. And for me to hear back from you, I'm getting really great questions and um, input about future episodes and feedback about what the messages are that are coming through. So if you want to be a part of that, just text me. And yes, it really is me. It's not an assistant. It's actually me responding. 260-217-4675. And I will chat with you on there. We have episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on the podcast. You're not seeing me on Instagram. Actually, today I went on there. I was advised by someone who knows a lot more than me about marketing and podcasts and social media and all that stuff. I was strongly advised to have a very clear post slash meme, some sort of graphic showing new people because we have about 50 new followers just in the last week. Um, and I have a very small Instagram following, to be clear, to be transparent. But we have a lot of new followers just in the last week. And she had a really great point. She's like, Jill, you're on the podcast and they want to connect. Everyone goes to Instagram. You even say that in your clothes, which I will have to edit and update. And then they get there and there's nothing new. So if you go to Instagram, just know that I really am on a hiatus. I'm not doing one of those fake, you know, I'm going to take a break. And then I come right back five minutes later and go, oh, it's been forever. I discussed this on a previous episode, but I felt very, very, very called to take a six-month break. Not that it was hard for me, not that I didn't enjoy it, not that I needed a break, but I was listening to the calling of my creator, my soul, my gut, my heart, and it's what we talk about every single week on BU, about finding that, that true voice and following it, even when it makes no sense to everyone, including us. So if you listen to the episode where I discussed this, if um, I will remind you, if you didn't, I'll quickly bring you up to date that I felt this nudge to get off of social media for six months it made no sense because, you know, this podcast is very new. As I said, we're four months old. 
This is still like the launch phase, especially with a very small social media following. I should be working my butt off, like promoting it and, you know, sharing it in my story three or four times a day and asking other people to do the same. And there's a lot that goes to that. So it's really sort of like they talk about social suicide. This would be like new business podcast suicide to get off of social media. And yet here I am doing it. And it doesn't come from arrogance. It comes from me following what my heart is telling me to do. So if it does slow things down, so be it. I don't think it will. So I felt that nudge to leave, didn't know why. And at the exact same time, not true, a couple of weeks later, um, you heard me talk about the fact that I felt, and this does relate to today's topic, by the way, I felt this, not just nudge, I was getting clear, undeniable signs and messages that I belonged in a program called Elementum, which is a coaching certification program, in fact, a master coach certification program that you have to apply for. Um, None of it made sense. Some of the signs were so undeniable that some of you wouldn't even believe me if I told you. I mean, it sounds so woo and so out there, but... (laughs) I, I couldn't unsee what I was seeing. You know, I actually saw when I was in acupuncture, I saw a visual and part of that visual was an image and I didn't know what it was. It turned out it was actually the logo for the company Elementum. No joke. I had several people mention to me, I just have this feeling you should do this thing called Elementum. To every suggestion, I said no. And, you know, this was really God, the universe. This was God speaking to me through other people. I know that for sure. Whether you know that or not, I know that for sure. And I did what is never a good idea. And I said, I'm not listening. I'm going to listen to what my ego says. I'm going to listen to what my brain says. And we know, you and I both know that our intuition is never wrong. If we're really listening to our intuition, to our heart, you know, those whispers of the soul, the divine wisdom, those downloads, they are never wrong. And when we don't listen to them, sometimes pain shows up, sometimes just lessons show up, sometimes it's an idea and it skips over us and goes to someone else because we're not ready for it or open to it. In this circumstance, it didn't make sense and I actually was rebelling and pushing it away. I was at a point in my life, you know, a month ago, where I was excited to just be doing what I'm doing. Two episodes a week on the podcast, you know, sharing in here. And really just spending time being. You know, I've had years and years of hustle and working hard. And and many of you know that as of July of last year, I parted ways with the company that I was partnered with for almost 13 years in network marketing and um, felt the calling to do this podcast. And then I shared very transparently that for the last six months, there was a lot of heavy stuff going on in my family with a young adult child diagnosed with systemic lupus becoming very, very, very ill and another child wrestling with and really battling severe grief, depression. And many of you are working hard and still have stuff like that going on. So I'm not suggesting, right, that anyone who has anything going on in their personal life, it means that you can't have a career and you can't work. But for me personally, the sort of PTSD I was feeling from the quote-unquote breakup with my previous career, what was going on with two of my kids, and then I would say even the PTSD, I'm going to use that term. Yes, I will say it's PTSD that resulted from me not following 
the whispers that I was hearing, the nudge. I wouldn't even say whispers. It was like a loud voice saying to me, it's time to move on. For two years, I really felt like it was time for me to leave the company I was working with. And I couldn't get myself to do it because I felt I would be abandoning my team. That old codependency showed up. It's like my favorite friend. It won't go away. And so this sort of the traumatic result of staying too long, having a bad breakup, and then having the stuff in my personal life, you know, I just didn't want to do anything else. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We get to do what feels good to us. But what you and I have been talking about in this BU experience is knowing the difference, being able to make the distinction, that discernment between this is just what I want because I want it and that's what I want, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't really want that, but man, oh man, something's telling me that I really, really, really need to follow that. And that's what I was feeling about that program. I didn't want to do it. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do it. And if I didn't do it, that would be okay. But when I tuned into that very, very, very clear nudge coming from my intuition, and by the way, you're more in tune with your intuition when you are in your feminine energy, right? When you're not just pushing and driving and hustling and forcing goals, you will get more wisdom, more downloads. That's what's beautiful about the female energy. It's our intuition. So as I was feeling that major, major intuitive hit, that's undeniable. I decided to go ahead and walk what felt like walking the plank, (laughs) which truly is not, but it felt like walking the plank, even though I was afraid, even though it made no sense. So today we're talking about the reward of following the intuition, but most importantly, or I should say more specifically, following our intuition when it leads to us doing something new when we don't know what we're doing, when our ego says, oh boy, you're going to suck. Doing something where we will probably look bad. We will go from perhaps being a good fish, you know, like a, a good fish, a big fish or a really good swimmer to a flailing swimmer or a minnow and being willing to do it anyway. So not just following your intuition, but following it down a path that is like, okay, this is the biggest challenge to my ego because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be bad at this. I'm going to be down into entry level again. I'm starting from scratch. I don't know what I'm doing. And it is not easy to do that. This is what happened with me. And I know many of you have had this experience, right? This is what happened when I decided to go to nursing school with a three-month-old baby. You know, I'm in college with a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds. And I'm, how old was I? 28. And then starting a career in network marketing, working with full-time as a nurse with three kids under the age of nine when most people around me thought it was the craziest thing ever and being brand new at that and having no clue how to do it, no training in sales or business or anything. The same experience when I decided to launch this podcast, right? Now here I am again, starting over, doing something new. And I would love to tell you that it feels great, (laughs) but it doesn't. Why am I doing this episode? Because I promised you that I would always be transparent. I am taking you behind the scenes in my life right now, not because I think it's so interesting that you need to know about me, but it's more powerful for me to share transparently what it feels like to start over and be new and not be good at something and to talk to you about the voice that comes up and show you what I'm experiencing rather than what I could do, which is what Susie the influencer would do. You just need to get out of your comfort zone. You just need to go slay the day. I could easily say that stuff, you guys. And I could just tell you to go do it, 
But what I'd rather do is say to you, look, I'm just like you. I'm doing it, the thing, and as much as I have really worked on growing myself and personal growth, et cetera, I'm still scared shitless. That little voice is showing up so loudly, and I'm going to show you what it looks like, and I'm going to walk you through that and how I'm getting through that experience. So hopefully, when you decide to do something new, and I don't mean just try a new hobby. I mean something that you're afraid to do, something that will probably cause you to look bad, something that you will, you will be more than the novice, and your ego is going to be absolutely just annihilated. I want to show you that I'm doing that, and I want to show you the good, bad, and the ugly of that, and it still has a happy ending. Okay, so I signed up. I didn't sign up. I actually applied for this course, and I'm super proud to say that I was accepted. That alone was like, okay, why would they want me, and how did they pick me? I don't get it. But I had all these signs that I was supposed to do it, so I followed that, and I applied, and I was accepted. They have 200 people on the waiting list. If you're curious what this is, I've had a few people in our text community say, um, what kind of coaching course? Well, I don't know a lot about the world of coaching, right? I mean, I was one of those sort of self-anointed coaches. I was always transparent about what I knew and what I didn't know. And I would never coach anyone down a path that I had not walked myself. And I would never claim to know more than I did. Um, And I always let people know that I didn't have a certification. But yeah, I have been coaching for a while. In network marketing, it was part of the job. I mean, if you're going to grow a large organization and you're going to make six figures or more, you're going to be coaching and mentoring a lot of people. And you just sort of figure it out or you might have some guidance, but you just do it. But then separate from that, I had an opportunity to, well, that's not true. I was afraid to toot my own horn for a minute. I created an opportunity. You know, they say the harder I work, the luckier I get. So the more uncomfortable you get, the luckier you get as well. And so I created an opportunity to be able to mentor and coach women outside of that network marketing business with 30-day experiences or two-hour workshops or things like that. And so, yeah, I've been coaching sort of off the record for a while, let's say four years, in addition to the 10 years or so in network marketing. But I'm still not a coach, don't have any kind of certification, et cetera. So I was accepted into this program. And you might think, oh, this is your wheelhouse, Jill. You're a coach. I mean, people tell me that I'm a natural coach. And I, I do believe and I agree that I intuitively know how to work through those conversations with people. But as I said, I'm not really a coach, you guys. I didn't know <laughs> that this program consisted primarily of people who already have successful coaching practices. What the shit balls? I had no idea. So I get in there and I'm not just like, oh, this is something new. I really, you know, I'm just following what God's telling me to do, but okay. It was more than that. It was an oh shit moment. It was one of those like, um, uh, check please. <laughs> BRB changed my mind. I, I had a lot of fear and I mean like anxiety. My chest started tightening up. I was covered in red splotches. I wanted to cry. I wanted to squirm out out of there and I wanted to go back to my comfy zone. My comfy zone is this microphone, which before used to be scary. Isn't that interesting? This was terrifying at first. Now I'm super comfortable here with you all. I can't see you, but I can just feel you right now. And I'm so glad you're with me. This feels comfy to me. I'm not claiming to be the best at this, but I feel pretty good doing this. Sitting on that Zoom, even though the first Zoom, they couldn't even see me. I was saying, yeah, mm mm-mm. Oh boy, what did I get myself into? Okay, I'm pretty sure God knows more than me, but I don't really care right now. <laughs> I want my mommy. 
So I'm looking at these people and they're like established coaches. I mean, they have like thriving practices. Some of them have been coaching for, you know, 10 years. They're from all over the world, wonderful people. But I was like, yeah, I do not belong. One of these things is not like the other. That was me. And we're going to talk through this together. What was that? What was coming up for me? Yes, old stories. Yes, head trash. If you said fear, yes, you're right. It was my little girl. Remember, we all have that little girl or little boy in us. And what that little child, the inner child, will do is try to keep us safe. And the inner child will say, this is what I need. And sometimes that inner child will throw a tantrum. And my inner child was kicking and screaming and crying and saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. This isn't safe. This isn't safe. So my inner child, and this will happen with us, was trying to keep me safe in two ways. One, don't go do that because that is beyond our comfort zone and you're going to abandon me. And the other thing my inner child was doing and saying was, don't go do that. That's not safe. And let me show what safety is. Remember what's comfortable to you, Jill? What's comfortable to you is insecurity, fear, feeling scattered, chaos, feeling like you're not good enough. Remember? Remember? That's how you felt as a little girl. So in this program, trigger, 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 trigger. Anytime we're going to do something out of our comfort zone that's going to grow us to be the highest version of ourselves, you've heard new level, new devil. Oh, you better believe there's opposition. And you're going to get triggered, triggered, triggered. Things won't just get in your way, but things will trigger you. So I was immediately triggered. Remember from a previous episode what triggers are? They are gifts. They are road signs. They are billboards. They are flares. They're telling you, look here, there's something deeper. Look underneath this. Look at the cause. So what was I being triggered by? I was triggered when I saw someone who I thought was better than me. I was triggered when I saw someone who looked more accomplished and more educated than me. I was triggered when someone who looked more confident than me. They came across that way, right? This is all fear talking. In a matter of two hours during this Zoom, instead of just embracing it and being excited, I was freaking out, freaking out. And that little girl was saying, when I was seeing the actions of these people on the Zoom, okay, follow me here. Even though this is not reality, their actions to me were telling me that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do this. I was feeling panicked. I don't know what's going on. I'm the only person who hasn't read the whole manual. I'm the only one who hasn't watched all the videos. I watched them this weekend and and I'm like, okay, I didn't need to have those watched. But the reason I was freaking out was because I was completely in my head. I was listening to that inner child, that little girl who was throwing a temper tantrum and trying to keep me safe. And what she was essentially saying was, not only, as I said, don't do that because it's scary. We've never done that. I want to keep you small. But she was also, her voice was magnified because the actions of these people were triggering me. They weren't really saying any of the things that I was interpreting, but they were triggering that inner fear of mine, that childhood story. I might as well have been in first grade again. And if I had been able to in the moment, now I did later, remember the episode where we talked about when you have something heavy going on, how you shift out of that. And we talked about how your little child, your little girl, most of your women, so I'll say little girl, your little girl will come up and say, I need this, I need that, you'll you'll feel insecure, you won't feel safe, et cetera. But then I asked you, 
ask yourself what your little girl needs and give it to her. And then what would your goddess version of yourself say about this? Remember that? In this experience, in this coaching program for me, I'm going to be facing this. I have a feeling it's going to be every week for six months. I believe that because I'm going to be pushed so far out of my comfort zone. This isn't just a coaching program, by the way. I will digress for a second to go back to the description and just say to you, because I know a couple of you have asked me, what makes it different? Well, they're incorporating somatics, right? So the, the body work. And that's not something you see very often at all in the coaching world. And it's really not something you see often in therapy with even psychologists. And so these people are highly trained and very, very respected. The four creators and founders of this company and this program, between the four of them have over 50 years of experience in transformative or transformation work and coaching with with like very successful practices for decades and highly trained, highly educated people. And they saw a hole in the coaching world and they saw that what's missing is the somatic work. And so we're going to be learning all that. And that's scary. That's scary to me. It's the unknown. I know sort of what it is, but I myself have avoided it because that's hard. It's really easy to take in information and learn, 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 and be all in your head. And yeah, I can repeat that, and I can coach you, and I can tell you this, this, and that. In fact, I can teach a room of 5,000 people. But to embody it, truly, truly embody it, you and I have to be willing to do that somatic work, it's called. We have to be willing to release things from our body and to then embody these concepts, which I know sounds so fluffy and, and, and abstract. I know that. I get that. So that's what this program is. So I know that week after week after week after week after week, I'm going to be on my edge. I'm just going to be living on that edge, which is very freaking uncomfortable, isn't it? Because we like security. We're a little unsure and then, okay, good, I feel better. That's how we want to feel. I'm going to be on that edge, like on the bubble, probably for six months. So I started that program and I'm on the Zoom just last week and I'm taking you on this journey with me again to show you that I'm doing the do. I'm doing what, what, what we talk about doing. I am uncomfortable right now. And I, I, I also want to share with you how I'm coaching myself through it so you can do the same thing. So that little girl wants me safe. But remember, what is safety to her? Safety is not where you and I want to be when it comes to the little girl version. The little girl version of me, safety to her is what she knew as a child. And what she knew as a child was not something any of us want as a child My parents did the very best they could, by the way. They're wonderful people. Everyone does the best they know how with what they have. And as a little girl, I never knew what was going on. I was always like late everywhere. I I never had the note at school when everyone else did. I was a brownie and I was the only girl that didn't have my vest because I didn't even have one. I didn't know I was supposed to have one. I'm like signing myself up for swim team and walking there. My parents didn't even know I was on the swim team. I had a very chaotic life lots and lots and lots of violent arguing in our home on a regular basis. I never knew when the other shoe was going to drop. I never knew what was coming around the next corner. I don't say that from a place of victimhood. I say that to just explain to you that that's what my little girl knew. My little girl only knew chaos, only knew I'm the only one who doesn't know what's going on, only knew that feeling. So what do you think happens when the adult Jill is faced with something scary? My little girl is going to show up. She gets in that driver's seat. We don't want her in the driver's seat, but she's getting in the driver's seat. 
And she drove that bus for about three days before I realized it. I was snapping at my husband. I was snapping at my kids. I was anxious. Do you have any idea how much I have to learn? Do you have any idea how much I have to do? And truly, it was just my little girl saying, I'm so scared. I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if I can do it. And I don't like the way this feels to not know what's coming next. So instead of getting my bearings and just looking at the videos and orienting myself, I bought into that story and it took over for a few days. But here's what I want to help you with. I was able to shift out of that by one, looking at reality, looking at truth. The truth was I had instructions I could read. I had videos to watch. Once I did that, I'm still scared, but I felt so much better. That took away that that fear. Now the fear of I'm not enough and everyone else is a coach and all that, then I had to call in my goddess, the goddess version of myself, right? The highest version of myself and say, okay, little girl, thank you. You showed me some pretty interesting things. I realized why you showed up. This is very interesting. Now you need to go sit in the back seat because the goddess version of me, the highest version of me, whatever you want to call that version of you, she's driving the bus now. Put your seatbelt on because here we go. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be scary sometimes. It might be dark. We may not be able to see very well sometimes, but we're good. It's fine. We are being guided by something bigger than us who has all the answers. So we don't have to have the answers and it's okay. And if we're really tapping into our goddess energy and who we are, we don't need to know and we also don't need to question it. We can just be. And that is not my norm probably not yours either, but you can shift into that. So as I go through this program, I'm going to be very transparent and share with you, one, what I'm learning, what I'm experiencing, but also I'm going to walk through this with you so you can see behind the scenes what is it like to, one, follow your intuition when it makes no sense to anyone. Number two, do something terrifying, being willing to go from being a big fish to a minnow, going from a strong swimmer to someone who's flailing with water wings in the little kiddie pool. I want you to see what it looks like for someone who's reached some success in their life to go over to the kiddie pool and say, I don't know what I'm doing. It's almost like, guys, it's like picture a kiddie pool with a bunch of five-year-olds and me as an adult, I'm willing to check my ego enough to put water wings on and get in that damn pool. That is what I'm doing. And I've done it before and I'm doing it again. And I want to encourage you to do this. It could be just starting a new hobby, going to a kickboxing class when you're only used to Pilates right? Or going to yoga when you're only used to CrossFit. Going and swimming laps at the, at the pool when you don't really know how to swim. You're just going to use the kickboard and kick, or you're worried about what you look like in a bathing suit. Starting something new, doing a cake decorated class. It doesn't have to be going back to school or starting a new career. But every time you and I are willing to not just get uncomfortable, that's like overused. Yeah, we know that. Get uncomfortable. But what if when you follow your intuition, you don't just do something uncomfortable, but you do something that causes your ego to get trampled? That's what I'm talking about today. Doing something new that causes you to look bad. It risks looking bad at the very least. You're an amateur at best. And you're used to not being an amateur in most parts of your life. That, that right there is a lesson to grow you and I into a version of ourselves we can't even see right now. Do you have to do it? No, you don't have to. But the reward, oh my gosh, I, I know that I won't recognize myself six months from now. I know that. 
partly because of what we're going to experience, but partly because I'm doing what I just said. I am absolutely starting over and I'm just, I'm going to be clumsy and klutzy and not good at this at first. And so many more people are going to be in there better than me. And I won't be successful at first at all. And I know, I know that this is where I'm meant to be. So when you're faced with this, remember that little girl's going to show up, ask her what she needs. I told myself, I had literally put my hand on my heart and my other hand on my belly and I breathed. And then I said, what do you need? And I knew immediately, I knew it, guys. If you'll quiet your mind, she will speak to you. I knew. I want to feel safe. So I said, you're safe. You're safe. You're good. I even looked in the mirror a couple of times and said that you're safe. It's okay that you don't know the answers. You don't need to be the best. It's okay. You're meant to be here. No one's judging you. It's all happening in your favor for you. It's all a gift. You're good. It's okay. I know it could sound a little silly to talk to yourself like that, but that little girl needs you to talk to her that way. You can't be like, buckle up, buttercup, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get your shit together. That's what a lot of coaches will say to you. You know, there's a very famous coach and she's very, very, very successful, best-selling books and all that. And I do admire her in some ways for sure, but she always says, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. (laughs) You know, and she can be so harsh There's probably a time and place for that sometimes, but when you talk to yourself, be kind to yourself. Be really kind to yourself and let yourself, that little girl, know that she's going to get exactly what she needs. Give that to her. And then and only then can the strong, powerful, highest version, goddess version of yourself show up. Just picture her spreading her wings and she's standing there with so much grace and strength and power. She doesn't have confidence, strength, and power because she knows everything. She doesn't know this new thing you're going to do. It doesn't matter. She knows more important things than that. You can fumble and you can try to learn this stuff that you're going to do as a novice. She's got you. Because that goddess version of you knows who the hell you are. You don't need the opinion and approval of other people. It doesn't matter if you're the worst person there. Their opinions don't even matter to you. You're not seeking their approval. You don't need even need to be liked. You know that you're meant to be there and that you're just going to do your best and that's all that matters. So tap into that intuition. Follow it. Be willing to try something new that scares you and flailing and being uncomfortable and flipping around and falling over is welcome. As our marriage coach says, all of you is welcome. All of you is welcome. So I hope this was helpful to you. I hope it really does inspire you to to go out there and do something you've never done and something that makes you a novice and clumsy and risks you looking bad in front of other people. Because I've got you. I'm doing it right along beside you. And I'll be right here with you in just a couple of days. I can't wait to see you again. And thank you so, so, so much for joining me on VU Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at Jill Herman BU. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. 
Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.